Hi there, and uh, welcome to the fourth episode of Catch My Thrift with your host, Kololo, Anku, and Kosin. Um, I'd like to firstly kick things off by thanking everybody who's jumped onto the boat so early on. Like, I'd, I was honestly only expecting to really get my first few um, subscribers of or followers around episode 10, but... It seems uh, we already have a couple uh, fans. So um, I don't think of you as fans. I think of you as family. And uh, I do implore you to please definitely leave a comment. Um, try find the, the podcast is also available on YouTube as well. It'll have like a little bit of a visual aspect on YouTube. And uh, please go ahead and subscribe, uh, like, share, leave a comment. I thoroughly, thoroughly uh, appreciate that. And it does mean the world to me. And it does make a huge difference. Um, What are we going to talk about today? So I've had a burning topic in mind for a long time. Long before I even had the thought of starting a podcast or doing this podcast thing. And honestly, I feel like it's one of the topics that can never be exhausted or oversaturated. I feel like it's something that... We will always, as humans going through a life experience, have something to talk about in regards to the topic that I would like for us to discuss today. Uh, without any further ado, I'm not one for anticipation. Um, we're talking about the big L. We're talking about love. Now, it's very loaded. It's very vast. I highly doubt we'll be able to cover absolutely all of the... Um, thoughts that I have running through my mind but I'm pretty sure in the time that I'm trying to allocate to this specific episode we'll be able to get through quite a bit and I'll be able to give you guys also quite a bit to think about and um, hopefully uh, enough for you to be you know start engaging with me and um, Click on, if you're listening to this on Spotify, um, I'm trying my best to have a poll and a question uh, attached to each and every episode of the podcast. So definitely uh, engage with that. Uh, click on the question, answer, give me your opinion. I really, really want to hear from you. And also, if you're listening on Spotify, there should be a little link that allows you to send me a voice note. I personally hate typing. <laughs> so, yeah. If you're somewhat like me, then please send me a voice note. Um, I'm not too sure if I can play voice notes on the podcast, but I think I can. I think I can. I'll play your voice note and uh, yeah, we can have a little chat. So yeah, like I said, without further ado, we're talking about love. We're talking about love. Why do I feel like this is a topic that I want to cover? And especially also so early in the um, in the podcast or in the in the season. Well, I've been thinking a lot about the direction that I wanted this podcast to take or the different directions that I would love the that I would like this podcast to take and above and beyond all of my personal interests and <clears throat> excuse me personal interests and hobbies and I guess uh areas of expertise that I would like to touch on um for example music you know like music is definitely something that we're definitely always going to be talking about on the podcast uh, fashion, lifestyle, you know, all these kinds of things, self-improvement and all. These are all uh, niches and all uh, topics that I definitely want to touch on for sure. But 
more than anything else above all of that what i wanted to be a consistent theme in this podcast is the fact that it's truly and utterly about me more i I don't i don't want it to be as if though yeah i have a really really good opinion about everything i have an important opinion and i deserve to to be heard or, or to be heard or i deserve to be given a platform for me to voice my opinion which i do but not more than any other person i just feel as if though maybe it just so happens that i may have a perspective or i may be able to articulate my ideas in such a way that a lot of people resonate and relate so i feel like it's important that i stay honest to my own opinion my own thought my own thought patterns and my own emotions I think that should be the most consistent theme of this podcast, the fact that it's about me. Um, <laughs> selfish as that may seem. <laughs> but we talked about selfish a little bit in the previous episode. So I'm also, I'm also going to try and do that a lot, uh, try and keep consistency between episodes because I do, I do know that we have a lot of bingers. <laughs> so we'll try our best to keep consistency between episodes and try and keep the, 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 the flow going between the episodes. I don't want to digress too much i'm already five minutes in and we haven't we haven't even touched on (laughs) what it is i'd like to talk about today but i think i have a lot of time i think i have a lot of time i'm gonna push for about 30 to 40 minutes on this podcast today on this episode so the big l let's do a little bit of a backstory a little bit of a backstory. So I was predominantly raised by women. That would be my grandmother, my mother, my sister, and my aunt. And I feel like that gives me, or that gave me somewhat of an advantage in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, my interactions with the opposite race, not opposite race, opposite gender. <laughs> um, in terms of sexual orientation, I'm heterosexual, I'm straight. But because of my upbringing, like I mentioned, and anybody that knows me well enough will can very easily pick up that I am very feminine. Um, yes, it's something that I struggled with growing up, but now it's something that I proudly adorn. And um, the whole feminine thing, a lot of the time people would even think I was gay. <laughs> Because I was so feminine. And I still am. You know, I like to cross my la- my nails and cross my nails. My goodness. I like to cross my legs when I sit. There's a certain posture that I keep. And most recently, now that I'm, I'm getting more and more into my gender fluidity era, um, I'm painting my nails and I'm actually even wearing dresses and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a brave era that I'm in right now and I'm enjoying it. I'm really I really am enjoying it. So, yeah, all of that being said, um, my older sister is really focused on her career and she is a go getter of note. Very, very proud of my older sister. Very, very proud of all of my family members. Like, I'm so lucky to be surrounded by very, very strong, ambitious, goal-orientated women. And I have the biggest shoes to fill (laughs) in terms of, you know, my surname and and the, the, the reputation that I suppose my name and my family has. 
But I'm thankful for that because I feel like I wouldn't have been born into this family if I didn't have what it takes to be a part of the family and bring a new and fresh aspect to the reason why we are respected as the Khosin people. So... My older sister is very goal-orientated and she, it doesn't seem as if though she's going to be focusing on the whole marriage and children thing anytime soon. And that being said, I did mention that I'm the only boy on my mother's side. We're not going to talk about my dad's side. And I guess because of tradition and culture, it somewhat boils down to me then. It somewhat becomes my responsibility to produce progeny for lack of a better term essentially to have children to pass on the family name and as much as that may be a pressure a somewhat of a pressure you know societal pressure family pressure I don't mind it because I'm quite proud to bear that title and I strongly believe in the institution of having children of procreation done in the right way obviously we'll cover that in another episode a lot of people that i meet um in cape town i've I've lived in cape town before before the pandemic i lived in cape town for a few years and then i left went back to daum for in the northwest for a couple years there and then now this year in february i moved back to cape town and i've been here for a couple months now but all of the time that I used to be here in the previous pre-pandemic and all of the time that I've spent here, but let's focus more on the time that I've spent here now since this year, the, the past few months that I've been here. I meet a lot of people that are from outside of Cape Town. They actually come from far away. And as much as everybody has their own personal reasons, and I can tell you a thousand different reasons why people aspire to come to Cape Town from where, all around the world, mind you, the vast majority of them or the vast majority of these reasons have uh, two, what I would say, two certain common threads or two commonalities. And that is either one for work opportunity, right, or be education. The vast majority of the people that I meet and interact with are either here for school or for work. And then you'll get your, your fair share of people who are here for pleasure and leisure and holidays and such. It is, I mean, in my opinion, the number one um, holiday destination in Africa. So the reason why I digress like that is because it's funny to me when I meet all of these people because in my mind, I'd love to ask people when I meet them, especially when I meet somebody from far away, I love to, I love to ask them why it is that they come, they came all the way here and the reason why I love that is because I feel like there's so much, I have such a deep respect and such a profound respect for people who have what it takes, who have the volition to be able to leave their home or leave their comfortable situation and travel to a distant and strange land in hopes of achieving their dreams. There's just something absolutely poetic about that and I adore it. So it's crazy for me because when I think about it and when, I, <clears throat> when I'm absolutely honest about it, yes, of course, I did come here to pursue my own personal ambitions in terms of my dreams and my goals. Yes, I want to do the art and I want to do the music and I want to do the podcasts and I want to do all of that. But 
more than anything, I came here looking for love. And that's insane to say, right? Is that not the most cringiest thing you've ever heard somebody say on a podcast? <laughs> but it's the truth, though. It's the truth. And we did say that that's, that's, that's going to be the most consistent theme of this podcast, me being honest. So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. So, I mean, I don't want to necessarily say I'm here for a wife, but I do, I do believe in the institution of marriage as well also done in the right way but for the sake of um being neutral on the podcast we're just gonna say a partner here on we're just gonna refer to it as a partner and now it's such a touchy subject and it's such a loaded subject the big l because I'd like to think of the millions and billions of different niches and hashtags and memes that there are on social media. One of the, the most trending ones is will always be relationships. It will always be relationships, I feel like, because the fact of the matter is there will always be genders. There will always be these people and that people and these people like those people and these people like those people and these people like those people, whatever. And because of that, that simply means we will always have to interact with each other in some way, shape or form. And with the, there will always be a relationship in some way, shape or form. So it'll always be a hot topic, in my opinion. But it's somewhat saddening and disheartening to see, in uh, again, in my opinion, the, the direction that I feel like it's taking, especially... Uh, looking at it from a social media stance or a social media platform perspective it's there's a lot of darkness to it there's a lot of darkness to it it's a lot it's very disheartening somewhat it's it, it's almost as if though it's like a conflict it's almost as if though it's one of those older boys versus older girls older gays versus older straights older trans versus older born the way they were whatever and truly i mean Yes, I understand that I do I do um subscribe to the notion that the universe, even the word universe itself, the universe is built on conflict, but not necessarily conflict. I don't like to call it conflict, I call it duality. And as much as things may appear to be working against each other, if you were to step out and look at things from a out-of-the-box perspective or out-of-the-box point of view, you'd notice that, no, things actually that seem to oppose each other actually work hand-in-hand hand quite well. Hot and cold seem to actually work hand-in-hand uh, hand hand quite well, especially when it's time to take a shower or a bath because we all like it warm. I think you may get where I'm trying to go with this. Now, let's 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 ring it all back in let's bring it back in and, and and make it a little bit more specific to me so in the past few months that i've been here i have been okay a little bit more of a backstory on myself personally and my own personal experiences with the big l i've had my fair share of interactions with the opposite gender um but to be quite honest, truthfully, truthfully, I've, I've only actually ever had one girlfriend. 
like one real meaningful relationship that had love and the ups and downs and turmoils and everything the the essentially what the experience that I am basing my opinion on love on is this one relationship that I had and I feel like it's the only one that actually counts because of the the time that we spent together I think I was in that relationship for about six years if I'm not mistaken wow if my ex is listening to this and I'm wrong about that please don't execute me <laughs> it was a long time ago but I will never ever forget um and as I mentioned, uh, we had our ups and downs. We lived together. We were best friends for a long time. We 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 had um, a long distance relationship stint. There was a two year long distance relationship. Um, in there, you know, there was there was some trauma. There was some infidelity. There was a lot of things happening in that relationship. There was financial issues. You know, there was there was, yeah. A lot happened in that relationship, but I learned a lot about love and being loved, which was, which in my opinion was, it has always been a big thing for me. I felt as if though I, as much as I may have an infinite capacity to give love and to love, I never really felt as if though I had the same capacity to be able to receive because I was very pedantic. I still am very pedantic and very, I guess... You know the whole ADHD thing before you get diagnosed or before you, you come to terms with the fact that you are different and you will always be different. It's difficult for you to ever imagine that somebody can accept you knowing very well that you're different. So I struggled with that for a long time. But this person, this person helped me get over that in the most amazing way so much so that I, I can proudly say that that relationship actually formed me and shaped essentially the personality that the vast majority of you are meeting these days ever since I ever since I hooked up with that person ever since I met that person and we had that relationship yeah this is the person that I've become ever since that and I love the person that I am because that person was loved and it only makes sense now, that being said, I then guess I suppose I would obviously want to base a lot of what I'm looking for right now in the whole terms, in that whole game of looking for a partner on a lot of the same experiences that I had in my previous relationship. I'm not going to say that I'm trying to replace it or relive it, no, but I do have my red flags and my green flags. Let's discuss some of them. In fact, I don't want to talk about any of the red flags because actually there aren't any. Let's discuss the green flags. So I'd like to think that there are three major key things that I'm looking for when we're talking about looking for a partner or somebody that I would like to spend the rest of my life with. These three things, if you could give me a moment to just collect my thoughts, is one... The quality of human being that you are bringing into my life. So essentially, how me and you are going to get along. I'll elaborate more, obviously. Number two, the quality of human being that you're bringing into my life in terms of the people that I associate with and the people that are a part of my life, like my family my friends, my business partners, my associates, my acquaintances. You see, everything that is 
that comes with me that isn't necessarily me the quality of being that you're bringing to those to those people or to that spectrum or to that part of my life that's number two and then number three and most importantly for me is the quality of being that we're bringing into the world and then that ties into the whole where we were when we started off this conversation with the me having to have children and me believing in the institution of progeny and reproduction so by the quality i'd like to actually no because that's the big one let's try and see if we can leave that for last the quality of being that we're going to bring into the world quite literally means what kind of children are we going to raise because if anything that is what we're leaving behind if anything Let's start off with the first one, the quality of being that you're bringing into my world. So the reason why I think that is important and something that we would absolutely have to discuss is, like I mentioned, I'm quite different. I'm very neurospicy, self-diagnosed ADHD, maybe a little autistic, who knows. But I lead a very alternative lifestyle. I lead a, quite an alternative lifestyle and I need to know that the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with or call a partner can be trusted. <laughs> I can trust the fact that you simply won't judge me. You know, I need, I'd, I'd, I'd really like, not that I need, but I'd really like to find myself spending a lot of my time with open-minded individuals and especially if it's going to be my partner somebody who's extremely open-minded and adventurous open to trying new things different things things that would most of the time be against societal norms that's a big one most of the time we would be doing things that are against societal norms for the sheer sake of having a full experience life experience number two is the quality of being that you're bringing into my world in terms of everybody that isn't me. And the reason why I bring this up is, and why I think that's important is because as much as a relationship between two people is just that, a relationship between two people, A, B, A and B, so you should see yourself out. <laughs> Who used to say that? <laughs> um, it does still affect everybody else that's involved, especially if you're going to go into an institution like marriage. Especially if you come from very traditional families or you come from, you know, let's just yeah, very traditional families who also believe in the institution of marriage. And in my opinion, what in marriage is, is a union of families. It's a union of families. So it's important that I bring the right quality of person into my family and also that I am the right quality of person that my partner is bringing into their family. But moreover, for me, the, the real linchpin, the real deal breaker is, can I trust you? Second time I'm using that word. And there's a reason why. Can I trust you to be a good representative of what it is that me and you are about to embark on or into? Like if me and you are going to form a partnership for the rest of our lives and build and grow and even have children Essentially, we are forming a merger. We are, we, are, we are becoming a new entity. We are a team. It's us against the world. It's me and you against the world. So can I trust you to be a good representative 
of that unit when I'm not there. It's that simple, really. Can I trust you with my friends when I'm not there to be a good representative of what me and you as a unit represent? Not you yourself and not me. I can represent myself and you can represent yourself. You've done a good job of that your entire life before you met me and I've done the same. So when we embark into something new as a team, can I trust you to take care of that when I'm not there? Because you can trust me to do the same. Absolutely. Now, I want to pause for two seconds because this third one, I think, is absolutely the most important one, in my opinion. And I'd like to gather my thoughts a little bit better before I tackle it. Otherwise, I'm just going to end up faffling and losing all of the time that I have left. Because, as I mentioned, we were uh, aiming for about 30, 35 to 40 minutes. So I'd say we have about 10 minutes left. Interlude. So I'm hoping, because I know that um, I'm recording on the actual app, I'm recording using my phone, and I'm recording using Spotify for podcasters, and I know that it needs an active data connection. And load shedding is about to hit, it's about three minutes to midnight right now, so load shedding is about to hit. If you're not South African, then you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But essentially, that means I'm going to be in the dark for the next four hours. I will have not. I will not have power. I don't mind. I mean, I have my movies set up. My power bank is ready. My podcasts are all downloaded and ready to go. I actually have specifically just one that I really love listening to. But anyway, um, but the issue here is that I'm not too sure if I'll be able to continue recording this podcast when the power goes out. Because as I mentioned, uh, I, do, I did notice that this application does need um, an active data connection. So I'm hoping when the power does eventually go out, it doesn't cut me off because I am already on the app and I am busy recording. So at the very least, it'll have the decency to let me finish recording. And then maybe just leave it floating somewhere until the power comes back where I can um, put together the actual podcast properly and, um, yeah, upload it and provide it for the people. <laughs> um, I've digressed way too much. Let's get back into it. The, fir- the third, the third and the most important thing that I'm looking for in something that or in the institution of partnership for lifetime partnership, I guess, <laughs> is the quality of being that we're bringing into the world. And quite simply, that means the kind of children that we're going to be raising. <clears throat> I'd like to be partnered with somebody who would also like to have children, because personally, I would like to have children. If we're talking numbers, honestly, I'm not picky. I mean, we can do one or we can do a soccer team. You know, it's up to you. Honestly, it's I don't feel like that's my prerogative because I'm not the one that's going to be carrying and delivering the babies. So <laughs> I think, yeah, that should be the decision of the the person who will be carrying and delivering the babies. How many times they want to go through that process with me. Um. Yes, uh, genes do play a certain part, obviously, but... Not so much, not so much I really honestly am not that shallow That 
I'm specifically looking for a certain genotype or a certain kind of female or a certain kind of person that looks like this with these kinds of attributes. No, not really. I think I'm lucky enough to have personally a good set of genes on me. And I think at the very least, if I were to hook up with somebody that didn't have a good set of genes or what at least society would deem as a not necessarily a good set of genes, um, we would still have 50% chance of having attractive babies. <laughs> My goodness, I am diabolical. <laughs> um, what I'm really interested in, honestly, is the skill sets, the skills, talents, mindsets, that you as my partner have acquired and honed and perfected and mastered during your lifetime that you can then pass on and teach to my children or our children. I feel like it's absolutely, absolutely important that our children are talented. And I don't think talent is something that is hereditary as in you're born with it as much as it is something that is hereditary in a sense that it is something that is passed on so it's in the actions it's something that you teach i feel like anybody can learn to be talented i feel like all children and all babies are born talented it's just how you use that potential so i look for things like how smart you are, how knowledgeable you are, because obviously you're going to have to teach my children this. Um, I'm, I, I won't lie, I have been somewhat, I guess, privy to people of different nationalities because I like the idea of being multilingual. I, like, I really like the idea of having children who speak international, different international languages. I feel like that's an important thing for me as well. And also, I'd really like the idea of having children who have very vast and rich cultures. And I don't mind having some, uh, you know, having a child with, uh, let's say, for example, hypothetically someone from Japan. And, you know, my children would then have a really deep uh, culture rooted in Africa and Japan. And I would make sure that they would uh, be in touch with both sides of their cultures. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Small things like that. Um, musically inclined is a big one for me as well. You know, can you sing? Do you are you creative? Can you can you <clears throat> can you paint? Can you draw? Can you can you dance? These are all things that essentially, if my, if our children are showing a certain light or a certain pro, if there's a word pro. Pro something. Okay, the power just went out now. But it seems as if though this is still recording. And there goes the Wi-Fi. But it seems like we're still recording. Okay, yes. Aces, aces. Okay. Um This is gonna be a little bit awkward, probably for the next 30 seconds, because I'm abs I'm in the dark right now and I'm trying to set up my 
my little uh, ring light thing situation without disturbing the recording too much and making too much noise. So yeah, like I said, it's going to be awkward for the next 30 seconds. If you would just bear with me. I'm afraid to pause it because I'm afraid I pause it and then it doesn't let me come back and finish the recording. But I think I've got it. I've got my power bank here in my hand. And... Oh no, oh no, I had load shedding earlier today and I used my power bank and I didn't charge it. Oh my goodness. Wow, well that was very smart of me. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, I prioritize these kinds of things in the when we're talking about what I'm looking for in a partner. So, I still feel like, uh, like for example, like the third one, the the whole uh, progeny and uh, the quality of being that we're bringing into the world, um, as much as that's like one of the most important things in terms of um, what I'm prioritizing, it's still something that's like a bridge that I'll only cross when I get there, you know, if that makes sense. I hope I'm audible. I really doubt I am. Okay, I have to do something. It's 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 gonna sound horrible, but it's gonna help. It's gonna help because right now I need to use my flash, but I also need my phone to not be in a position where you guys can't hear me. So I'm fiddling with my little ring light thingy right now. There we go. Absolutely awesome. Um I just burned my mouth with hot tea. I don't know why I would do that. <laughs> and um, that's a bridge I'll cross when I get there. So right now, as I'm just honestly uh, thoroughly enjoying the um, the search, the search, and that's why I feel like I'm gonna name this this episode uh, "Looking for Love," because, like I said, we're still searching. Now. With regards to the search part of it, obviously there are certain challenges that I have been facing <laughs> or that I am facing. And um, I don't mind, and I'll tell you why I don't mind. The main challenge, if I can pin it down into one sweet sentence, the main challenge that I've faced when it comes to looking for love or looking for a partner is um and this is a conversation that i had with a lovely lovely lady that i met on friday night who actually inspired me to start this podcast so yeah um lebo shout out <laughs> uh the question was um that the, the whole conversation we were having was when you're on this journey of self-mastery, the, the better the you get to know yourself and the more you work on yourself, right, the higher your standards become. The higher your standards become and the smaller and smaller your social circle becomes as well as you start to 
hone in on your morals and values and you know they start to differ from the a lot of the especially if you have too many people around you with different you know opinions so it narrows it down a bit it narrows it down a bit it thins the herd a bit and that that makes it somewhat difficult in my opinion to be able to find as and in the conversation i was having with this lovely lady to be able to find never mind a, a potential life partner just somebody to have a quality conversation with it's gotten to a point where it's it's even difficult it used to be i i grew up i'm 31 years old right now and i grew up in a time where i and this is not long ago this is what less than 10 years ago but i still grew up in a time where there were certain places i knew for a fact i could go and i would find some form of a let's say substantial conversation simply based on the location i mean things like going to libraries and going to certain coffee shops and you know like there just were certain places that you knew that only affluent people go there or people that are of a certain caliber in terms of the way they think or the way they speak or the topics that they like to hold go to those places and if you go there most likely at least five out of ten you're most likely going to have uh, an interesting conversation with somebody but i don't think those places exist anymore i think now we're just so well mixed and intermingled with each other and everything is online and offline and in 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 real life and on and not in real life and augmented and on the cloud and in the meta and wherever <laughs> that it's you can never tell now you really honestly can't tell where to go to look for something anymore because anything is everything and everything is everywhere now which is what we wanted is it not So that makes it difficult. That makes it quite difficult. This is what absolutely hit home. And this is one of the reasons why I feel like I was so smitten by uh, this lovely lady when we were having this conversation. Um, she said something. I can't remember exactly words. There was, a, there was some alcohol involved, <laughs> unfortunately. But still, there was some alcohol involved. So I can't remember her exact words. But I do remember that the crux of it was that it wasn't necessarily a disagree a disagreement she didn't disagree with me in, in 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 my saying that it's becomes more difficult instead she just said when was it supposed to be easy and i'm i'm loosely i'm loosely paraphrasing here please don't bite my head off if i didn't get exactly what you said correctly because she is a very intelligent fire sign fierce 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 woman so most likely she would not appreciate me um, muddling up or taking her uh, words out of context. But if I'm not mistaken, I was getting the gist of that it was never supposed to be easy. And, I, and as I said, that hit home. That hit home because I know for a fact I've learned the hard way. <laughs> being an earth sign, being a Capricorn, a vast majority of the lessons that I carried uh, with me are lessons that I had to learn the hard way. We also spoke about, um, in the, some of the earlier episodes, I think the first episode, we spoke about my name, Kholulo, and um, what it means, in freedom, and how I struggled a lot with uh, embodying that name so much so that it became what I like to call an outright rebellion against authority. <laughs> um, I have digressed so badly that I have no clue what I was talking about. Hmm. It hit home because one thing that I've learned 
is nothing worth having or nothing worth keeping in this lifetime is easily attained. Uh, a more commonly known English phrase would be easy come, easy go. You know, if I could give you a perfect analogy, you honestly don't go around picking polished diamonds off the trees. You have to dig. You have to dig. And even after you dig, you have to find that rough diamond, then polish it and cut it and refine it and shine it before it is something of value, even though it always had its value. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. So, yes, you can find a diamond in the rough. You can find a needle in the haystack, but not without a little bit of work, not without getting those hands a little dirty. And I can respect that. I had a deep respect for that. Now, here's my thing then. Why is it, I mean, you've, you've now basically, I think, been listening to me for close to an hour now. And I think if you are like a fan of the podcast so far, you can, you can summarize that I'm not necessarily, you know, the most difficult person to have a conversation with. I'd like to think I'm very easy to have conversations with as much as I may be a little bit controlling and I like to kind of control the conversation, you know, and I, I am a little bit argumentative and I am a little bit of a debater. I still am a good listener and I still do give good perspective and I still do really take people's um, opinions into consideration deeply. Why is it that we we struggle so much when it comes to for example actually let's let's boil it down let's not be vague about this let's boil it straight down to one of the main things that i'm struggling with right now that really irritates me and that's talking stages oh my gosh a talking stage why is that thing so where did this concept come from why is it so extremely difficult what on earth happened to meeting someone, liking someone, and then maybe asking someone out on a date? And the purpose of that date being an opportunity to get to know if you and that person are compatible and would like to maybe see each other more after that. Simple. I feel as if though that was simple. That's what I grew up on and I liked that premise very much. Now, I guess with the advent of social media and technological advances, there's something called a talking stage. I will not lie to you. I have never been someone who has been good with their cell phone. I have never been good at um, keeping in touch and being consistent in terms of um, texting. Simply because, as I've mentioned, I have... I suffer from terrible ADHD. I get extremely anxious when people text me, especially if I have any kind of feeling as if though I'm going to be expected to do something. Like if your text has any kind of moral suggestion to it, ooh, best believe you're about to get yourself ghosted. <laughs> I am a professional poltergeist. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at texting. So you can imagine that I'm absolutely terrible at the talking stage. I feel like it goes completely goes against all of 
it completely goes against everything that I stand for in terms of the way that I like to live my life and I like to approach the achieving of my goals. I'm the kind of person I'm a, I see I I see I, I come I see I conquer kind of guy. If I like something, most likely I'm going to go for it initially from the get go. A lot of the time yes I am somewhat calculating and I I do like to actually I am patient and I do like to take my time and make sure that I have somewhat of a plan A, plan B and a contingency before I go uh you know be brave. But nonetheless um approaching something and being brave and and taking a shot is not something that I'm afraid to do and it's not something that I'm afraid to do very early on either the reason being I've learned that in other spheres of my life like business and opportunity it's been advantageous it's been very advantageous my mother likes to call it striking while the iron is hot Now, unfortunately, I don't know if it's just me that's that's uh, going through this, but I feel as if though when you are or when we are talking about the talking stage or specifically just having some kind of a interaction between, let's say, hypothetically, a boy and a girl. I know it could be a whole plethora of different uh, scenarios, but let's just say hypothetically a boy and a girl. Striking while the iron is hot is somewhat looked down upon, man. <laughs> you're forward. That's what that's what they call you. I know you're forward. You're desperate. There's there's, there's a whole there's 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 a thick thick book of 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 labels and X. That's what they call them. I C K X. I I okay. I don't hate anything, but I I'm not partial to that word X. But anyway, yes. Mm. Yeah, being being forward and being assertive and striking while the iron is hot is some doesn't necessarily always work in your favor i feel like as if though you you end up scaring away a lot of the people but then again that got me thinking because i mentioned before that remember then when you go on your journey of self-mastery when you i guess are woke in inverted commas um one of the um, prerequisites or is it a prerequisite or postrequisite is a postrequisite even a word oh my goodness did i just make up a word Wow. Yeah, one of the uh, byproducts, that's a good word, of it is um, your social circle gets infinitely smaller. It got to a point for me, I digress for one second, it, it got to a point for me where just simple conversation, everyday conversation with people became tedious. I, I was, I, I was, I didn't want to go outside simply because I didn't want to talk to people because I felt as if though the vast majority of people's conversations would disappoint me. Safe to say, hey, uh, I got over that. <laughs> I got over that. Um, uh, where was I? Where was I? I shouldn't have digressed. I should not have digressed. Now I've lost my train of thought. Talking stage, boy and girl, striking while the iron is hot. Why is it that, oh yeah, circle getting infinitely smaller. I found that to be very frustrating. I found that to be very, very irritating. The amount of talking stages that I would have to go through. I mean, like I mentioned, in the time that I've been here this year, I've only been here for a couple months. But like, I can, I can't count the number of talking stages that I've gone through, and I can't help but feel as if though that that was all a waste of time. 
But then again, I'm relieved at the fact that my personality can't allow for a waste of time. So the vast majority of those I got ghosted very earlier on. So <laughs> imagine if I had strung myself along for, you know, God knows how long before getting the answer of no, this is not it. So, where does that leave me? I think I'm going to conclude this here. I'm going to leave this here for now because I want to have this chat. This is going to be part one. Yeah, this is going to be continued, but this is going to be part one. And then this part two of this chat is going to be with a guest. Uh, episode five will be with a guest. Um. So, yeah, where I'm going to conclude this and where I'm going to cut this off and where I want you guys to think about and and put together your formulations and your thoughts and your opinions so that you can hit me up with it and we can uh, discuss them on the next episode is okay my issue is i hate the talking stage i despise the talking stage because i feel like i'm bad at the talking stage but it shouldn't be i shouldn't have to try hard to impress somebody that wants to be with me somebody that finds a mutual attraction it shouldn't be that difficult i shouldn't have to be good at a talking stage i shouldn't have to be overly smooth i shouldn't have to be exceptionally charming i shouldn't have to try too hard is what i think so that's my question that's my question hard to get is hard to get a thing playing hard to get is that a thing or is that the main reason, in my opinion, that the vast majority of talking stages and the whole thing of getting to know if somebody or trying to discern if somebody is the right person for you or not, is that I may I personally feel like one of the biggest hindrances of that process is this idea of playing hard to get, catch and mouse. Yes, courtship is fun. Don't get me wrong, courtship is fun, chasing is fun, yes I do, as a guy I understand the chase and I do find the thrill in the chase, but only to a certain extent, so let's talk about that, let's talk about that, um, thank you so much for tuning in once again, uh, I'm your host Anku and, and this is Catch My Thrift, uh, please do hit us up on uh, YouTube, just like and subscribe, uh, comment absolutely please comment share and if you're listening on pod i i i'm gonna keep calling it uh spotcasting eh? i'm not gonna stop that spotcast thing i can already see we're gonna be deep like episode 100 i'm still gonna be saying spotcast <laughs> uh if you're listening on spotify um please do subscribe like and um engage with the poll please 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 engage with the poll or, or the questions or the Q&A that's what it's called the Q&A so yeah once again my name is Kololo Danku and Kosing and uh, this is Catch My Thrift thank you so much for tuning in